Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week, Jose Otero, Jared Petty, Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. And our Road to E3 coverage continues. This week, it's time to talk about Nintendo, everything we know will be there, what won't be there, and what would be pretty cool. Yeah, maybe what they're deceiving us about what won't be there. Yes, exactly. Deception? Deception. I don't know. Zelda's got to be there. Come on. We'll get to it. Uh, now, Nintendo kind of does its own thing at E3. It's been doing that for the past few years. It's going to be doing the same thing this year. Instead of holding a live press conference, they release a pre-made video mm-hmm. presentation. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, so. It's kind of more entertaining as the years have passed. It used to be really dry. Yeah. This is only yeah. the third year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But they still do a booth. Yeah, and in that booth, they've been doing more and more. They have like this like live show that they do the whole time. Uh, and but they do like. Uh, um, um, just all their games are out to play, and it feels like every year you walk into that area, and it's like a little bit different from the year before. There's like a lot of continuity to their booth. Yeah, Nintendo's booth is my favorite place at E3. It's, so cool. it's just this this magical, like bright land. It's really dense and and cramped inside. It's really clean. Yeah, but it, but it's also really clean and, and and very nice looking inside. But there's so much to do. I mean, they they use their floor space better than almost anybody, and it's it just feels like going into an amusement park. I'm just like, yeah, I'm in Happy Nintendo Land. Yep, there's yeah. always lines, even if people are. It doesn't seem like there would be. You know, yeah. there's always these giant lines for everything. Everybody wants to see what Nintendo has. So surely one of Nintendo's biggest games this year will be a game that was announced last year, Mario Maker. 
Yes, that would that be. That has a release date in September, is that right? Uh, it's a window so okay. far, but they'll probably nail down a date. Um, that game they showed recently in Japan at a Game Center CX, which is a popular like retro game master mm -hmm. series over there. They showed a bunch of footage of uh, levels made by different people who work on that show, and it was absolutely like mind blowing. Yeah. Really cool stuff. That's yeah. a show that, that was like it's like two decades old now, but it's yeah. like about beating really hard levels in games. Yeah, and it's he a made great show. some crazy levels, super vertical. <laughs> so they designed just, really hard vertical levels. Exactly. At one point, Miyamoto came on stage to play those levels and was losing at it. it oh, was, it, wow. I think that that game has a ton of potential, even though every time we see it, it is a game that you see in sort of its 8-bit form. You don't mm -hmm. really see it in its new Super Mario Bros. form that often, mm -hmm. or even its Super Mario World, like that 16-bit right. polished look. Mm -hmm. um, but despite that, I think I think because of that, some people are writing it off as, this probably won't be a big deal. I think it's going to be a huge deal. Like, people making their own Mario mm -hmm. levels, and it's Nintendo-sanctioned, mm -hmm. finally? Yeah, yeah I definitely want to play those levels. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think I want to make them at this mm -hmm. point, but I can't yeah, wait I to see them. the sharing and how, how we can play other people's levels. And then I want to see Nintendo's like internally designed levels, whoever's making them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really thrilled about this, actually. Ever since uh, hard or consoles got hard drives or, mm -hmm. or, or persistent memory, I've been excited about the prospect of something like this happening. Mm -hmm. And Little Big Planet does neat things for us. There have been other opportunities. But this is really the fruition of an old PC thing. You know, a lot of old PC games used to come with construction kits, mm -hmm. especially for these kind of side-scrolling platformers. Yeah, now we get it, Yeah, now we get this wonderful, this property that's so beloved. We have this incredible toolkit. I cannot wait to create things with this. Yeah. That's what I'm. I, I don't care about playing it. I just want to make levels. Is I'm the, the physics other way really that similar across Mario World, Super Mario think, Brothers, yeah. and Mario uh, New Suit and uh, uh, New, New Super Mario Brothers? Brothers. Yeah. That like they can just instantly switch like they're promising. I think they are. There are some compromises. I, I mean, I feel like the look and feel of Mario platforming stays consistent regardless of the game you play. But it you must. do it see, must be really consistent. I never thought yeah, about it in that way. No, but. for sure. But there's definitely them sort of reworking history because you're seeing things like a Wiggler sprite. Like, I love that. Did not exist yeah. in the original yeah. Super Mario Brothers, so but cool. it was an enemy to add it later. Ah, so cool. I will say I'm also curious to see if Nintendo jumps in on the opportunity to sort of highlight creations made by either different people working mm -hmm. at Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Or do you remember WarioWare DIY? That yeah. When that game launched, they had you know mini game made by Sakurai, mini yeah. made a mini game made by uh, Yoshio Sakamoto, the Metroid producer, and it was just sort of an all-star roster to an extent, indie developers yeah. mm -hmm. that were like, hey, here's our WarioWare game. What about doing that with Mario Maker and showcasing an just how cool that Shigeru is? Shigeru Miyamoto designed Super Mario Brothers level mm -hmm. would be so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, would be that would be major for me. Yeah, I would love sure. to play that. Yep. And there's still the unanswered questions of just how deep is online, how many levels can you upload, what's the community process of finding that stuff. That's the, the big question they need to mm -hmm. sort of answer at E3. Now remind us what Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer is. Oh, uh, Brian Altano likes to call this uh, Animal Crossing House Arrest. But <laughs> it is uh, a game, a 3DS game, uh, the first one to use Amiibo as cards. And what you are doing in that game is designing homes for the different villagers of Animal Crossing. So, um, and the interface has been completely redone. You're not, you know, pulling out pieces of furniture to then like carefully rotate them using your avatar. Mm -hmm. You're using everything. It's been like, in a much more to move around furniture. Yeah, no, everything sort of lifts off the ground. You can do rotations. Looking like uh, they ha we haven't played it, but assuming using the bottom touchscreen of the 3DS. And uh, it looks like all of that stuff just got made over, right? Like the system yeah. of actually making houses. But they haven't been clear on how the cards work. 
what or they if unlock. Yeah, if, if they're, they're like item cards them? instead of animal or yeah. uh, character cards. Do they come mm-hmm. in packs? Am I getting doubles? What this, happens? This already happened with Animal Crossing. The e-reader uh, was compatible with Animal Crossing on GameCube mm-hmm. uh, via the GBA. Right. And you could there was all kinds of tie-in Animal Crossing unlockables through yeah. these cards, including retro games. Right? Wasn't that one way that that? Yeah, also and there were so many ways to unlock the retro games. But I'm pretty sure they were on the card, collectible cards too. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up though, because you know when, when they tried that connectivity thing back with the GameCube, it was just so cumbersome. They had these neat ideas, but it was very difficult to actually implement. I love to see them finally, after, after all these years of the Wii U coming up with, and, and the 3DS, both coming up with ways to use this interface in new and exciting ways to go back to ideas they had you know, 15 years ago That's right. and finally bring them to fruition. I think this is exciting because yeah, of that. Yeah, and Animal yeah. Crossing is a really good franchise for them. I mean, it's one that is bigger than the hardcore gamer. I don't know if it'll satisfy the hardcore mm. gamer for sure, whatever they show, but it is one of those franchises that like the last one sold really well. New Leaf did amazingly well on 3DS. Most I br- love that game. Yeah, so. no, I, and want, it, I want more Animal Crossing, <clears throat> but I kind of want more of everything else in Animal Crossing. Yeah. So, well, and New so Leaf, I don't think this is going to tide me over, but we'll see. Yeah, but New Leaf reworked the things that I think people were sort of tired with Animal Crossing, and I think mm-hmm. that. In, to some degree, Happy Home Designer is addressing some of that mm. on a different front. But we need yeah. to see more. We don't know enough. Yeah, forgive my ignorance. Is this a new retail game? Um, it's not retail. Well, it's downloadable. But a, mm-hmm. a standalone, standalone. New it's Crossing not going to be game. DLC for Animal Crossing. Yeah, they haven't been thing. clear on if it's downloadable only or if it's going to be retail. Well, yeah, I actually don't know. If yeah, you can actually get it. like presumably it'll be a bundle. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to buy sort of a set of Amiibo cards with it. But the, yeah. hopefully at E3 they make that. Uh, clearer to people. What, what you do in Animal Crossing in general is you get judged on like the feng shui of your house and That's like right. the contents of it. So this seems like a way to just like do uh, it's making that into a standalone game. Like mm-hmm. design a house and then this game like really cleverly analyzes it for some kind of rewards and points. I think yeah. that's what they're going for. Yeah, so you got those cool trophies mm-hmm. for like how you did with your house in New Leaf. We'll see. What about Fire Emblem? Fire Emblem, if uh, that's a yeah, 2016 game, game. <laughs> let's call that in Japan. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, here it's just still Fire Emblem, and it, like New the big Fire thing they're changing the is they're adding a, like a separate. They're like it's like Pokemon in which one weapon is strong against another weapon. Yeah, yeah. In, in that in that series, uh, and this they're adding another tier of those weapons. So like now it's a little bit more confusing about what mm-hmm. strongs are what weapons are strong against others. Like they're adding magic and some other stuff. Um, but uh, they also said like exactly who's writing it, and it's like a comic book writer mm-hmm. from Japan. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know his name. But uh, yeah, but in Japan they've been clearer on, on the on the details and the fact that okay, so there are two campaigns, and this actually caused a bit of a stir. Yeah, yeah. because there are two campaigns, Baby and campaign. it turns out if you pick one avenue, you're locked out of the other. If you bought it digitally, you have to pay additionally for the other campaign. Um, and it's very unclear <laughs> if that's still the strategy release here. And there's a potential mm-hmm. third campaign that's also DLC. Mm. Fire Emblem Awakening did experiment with DLC, and maybe to some degree it was successful. That was a really good game, Mm -hmm. and this seems to be designed around a lot of what made that game really special, Um, but it's still unclear what the rollout plan is, and ultimately if it's going to work here, if. That's right. Do you think it would have been better received if they'd have gone like the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons route and just called it two separate games that they released at the same time? I think in North America, the message should have been clearer. So when it was made clear in Japan, a lot of people got a little shaken up by that Mm -hmm. because it was always sort of pitched here as the next in the Fire Emblem series and never really, hey, this is potentially two games, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But then again, that leaves it wide open to interpretation. They weren't, they didn't say it was one game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, Isn't it silly that they're making the, uh, there's like two easy modes? Mm -hmm. 
Because the famous thing about Fire Emblem is that when your characters die, they're, they're permanently dead. Yeah. yeah, it just means you Depending. reset the game a lot. <laughs> Depending on your difficulty, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and sure. this, they're making it so there's not only like a resurrection mode, but there's a resurrection on the field mode. So it's like for people that just, I, I don't even, it just changes the game so much for me to think about it that way. But I, I, there is an absolute focus at Nintendo about we can open up this game to larger audiences if it's easier. And I don't really know how true that is, but they, they pioneered the uh, in-game uh, you know, you know, kind of child modes where you turn on something and it kind of flies you through it. So yeah. they're trying yeah, the to do super, that The Super Guide approach is strange, but super I think guide, it's still, yeah, it's, it might be soon, soon to, too soon to tell what impact uh, you know, this is gonna have with Fire Emblem as a whole. Well, you can just ignore it. But I will, yeah, 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 but I will say I'm excited for another entry in that series. I like this whole, like oh, it looks yeah, very feudal sure. Japan, like mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Um, and so that's genuinely exciting, but it is a 2016 game for mm-hmm. 3DS. Um, and and you we know, know it's going to be at E3. Uh, that's the list? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, okay. yeah. But not Fire Emblem Cross. Uh, yes, uh, I don't uh, know as much about that one. Or if that yeah, one's even been announced. Been announced yeah, yeah, Fire, yeah, Fire Emblem and Tensei, that's, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. so they showed it during uh, Nintendo Direct, I want to say one or two Nintendo Directs ago. I think it yeah. was the one before Splatoon. Yes. Um, so it is a Western game. The Fire Emblem Cross. Shin Megami Tensei, okay. uh, but um, it's still sort of unclear how those systems work. Like Jared did a rewind theater with yeah. Megan, uh, just looking at it at a glance, and mm-hmm. it's still hard to decipher what exactly the system it's is. It's so vastly different from what we expected. When we mm-hmm. heard about a Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei game, what, what we saw was not what we thought was coming. It's obviously a, a complex RPG. I mean, there's a, there's a very neat-looking battle system. You can pick out some shades of things from other games, maybe a little bit of Chrono Cross in there, mm-hmm. maybe a little Grandia. But... Uh, how it's going to turn out, we don't know yet. Yeah, but but on the 3DS front, I think Nintendo does have a lot to answer in terms of what new 3DS, what is, and I know this one of your topics, what is the next new 3DS exclusive? Is that something that's finally going to get shown at E3? Right now, the only new 3DS exclusive that exists is an RPG, hardcore JRPG, called yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles Oh, what about Fire Emblem? You're not kidding. Um, well, that's not a new 3DS exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry, yeah. Right. as exclusive it's, only. Yeah, this, no, the this new is The new 3DS where, system. <clears throat> yep, absolutely. Um, it's still very unclear, like, what will that be? Because right now, you gave people uh, a cool system that, to some degree, is worth the upgrade if you were disappointed with how glasses-free 3D worked before, mm-hmm. or that if you want a faster processor, but where are the games to sort of back that up? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a strange strategy, and I hope going into E3, they do have another one so the people who bought the system will feel like, well, cool, this is something I'm only going to get here. Or for people like right. me who didn't buy the system because they want the smaller version, then I don't want any of that stuff to be exclusive. Yeah, it no, and, it's, and it's a strange, it's definitely a strange so place they, to be for them. They yes. know that, too. Yep, absolutely. Now, Amiibo have been a big success, I think, mm-hmm. for Nintendo. Surely they'll be making new Amiibo announcements. What do you mm. think? New figures? Maybe a new Amiibo game? Yeah, I'd be interested in what a new Amiibo... Well, we'll hear about the cards, I, I, I think, which can also replace the rare figures. Mm-hmm. But I think we might hear about lines for maybe individual games going forward, because they have a Splatoon line and a Smash Brothers line, but there <coughs> could be a Star Fox line. Mm-hmm. Like, those characters are puppets from the start that look like they're in physical reality. The very first art for Star Fox was like, these basically look like toy figures. Mm-hmm. And we know that like Thunderbirds is a big inspiration, yeah. the old British uh, animatronic show, 
It was Super Mary Nation. Yeah, there was, yeah, Super Mary Nation. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, they'd be a really cool uh, Amiibo figures, and I think Star Fox is going to be a big focus yeah, of the E3. Yeah, Nintendo, since last E3, has gone back and added Amiibo support to all to most of the games they announced last year. Think about it. Yoshi's Woolly yeah. World, mm-hmm. um, Splatoon. That's a great tie-in Amiibo. Like you said. Yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah. The yeah. Woolly World Amiibo are little yarn Yoshis. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, so because cool. of that, I do think the Amiibo experimentation will continue either as cards or as, you know, for example, the woolly amiibo is kind of an interesting take, like mm-hmm. something that's plush, something that's different. It's not mm-hmm. just a, a hard figure like a Skylander. I think they're going to continue to experiment with that. I mean, we still don't know what Mario Maker does with amiibo, yeah. mm-hmm. and presumably it would work with the Mario series. But then, are there going to be more of them? Is there a wave right. two? Um, so, and it's making them a lot of money, like over ten million sold as of their last sort of earnings. Yeah. Uh, Most of them scout. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Absolutely, probably absolutely true. There's, but, a, there's um, a big black market for Amiibo if you're not involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and, uh, it's, no, I'm not. You involved. cannot buy them on store shelves or, or pre-order. Yeah, no, but that's a, that's a smart bet. Star Fox absolutely will yeah, have Amiibo. Cool. Um, Zelda presumably whenever they feel like talking about yeah. that game again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of some of these other games, certainly Yoshi's Woolly World will be shown. It should be out. Yeah, it'll be out in the UK at the end of June. (laughs) How crazy is that? Does it have a release date for for US? Uh, just a window. I believe it's like fall slash holiday. What? They're making us wait that long? They're making us wait. Quarter two. Yeah. And now it's it's been moved back. So. Yes. I'm so looking forward to that game. I yeah. cannot wait to play it. No. I, I played so through Epic We played Hill. it at two E3s now or just mm-hmm. one? Has it just been uh, one? I, I know it like was at last year's. Yeah, it was probably at last year's too. It's it's absolutely like better level design than the the DS. Yeah, a lot of people last three years. A lot of people were disappointed with that game. I will say we've been waiting for a Yoshi's Island successor to the SNES game, one yeah. that lives up to like just how good that game yeah. was yeah, for yeah. a the very long time. GameCube was kind of disappointing, but what was that one called? Yoshi's uh, oh, you're story. talking about Yoshi's story, story on N64? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. 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 Baby voices yeah. all over yeah. the place. But yeah. you have the convergence here of two things. You've got Yoshi's Island on one end, which is one of the best designed Nintendo games ever. That's and, right. And then you have Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is one of the cutest things I've ever played, mm-hmm. and I had a ball with playing alongside my wife. We played that mm-hmm. together through and just yeah. had a wonderful time. It's a good cooperative game, and I always love a good cooperative game. And so those things meeting, uh, I just can't wait. Yeah. What about Xenoblade Chronicles X? That game's out yeah. in Japan, and there's <laughs> right. a ton of footage out there for it, but no one is, ha- they haven't really shown it in English, even when uh, when we saw it at Nintendo a couple weeks ago, and even when they had uh, Treehouse Live where they were showing that game, mm-hmm. it was all the Japanese build, so I think it'll be part of their focus. I mean, it's still billed as a 2015 game for the West. Yeah. I don't yeah. see that slipping. They brought mm-hmm. it on our live show last year. That's right, so. yeah, yeah. So you, um, you've been playing it. I have, and it is high quality, I will say. Um, there's definitely I love how the open world looks. Yes. It's just yeah, really, yeah. like, I, is it pretty open? Yes, no, you can just wander into the second and third continents, like, right cool. from, the, from nice. the get-go, if you can make it, because you have to run by so many yeah. enemies that I love that some of them can spot you and just it's rip you apart. It's very Dragon Quest Eight. Yeah, it's, it's super deep. You can spend a ton of hours, like, completing side quests and finding missions and things to do, and once you get the robots, uh, it, it transforms even more. Mm-hmm. I will say, running around in that game kind of captures the feeling of Crackdown to me, oh, neat. which was just a game wow. that was really fun to run around in. It's that. not an action game by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. yeah. but one where with that much open space and just having the room to run, um, it, it is fun to move around. And once you get the scales, the robots, mm-hmm. yeah. that just changes it up even more, because now you've got a cool thing to run yeah. around in. Yeah. And you're yeah. saying the cutscenes are a little corny, but... Uh, yeah, the there, there's still it's still difficult to say how the story's going to pan out, especially when you compare I mean, it to Xenoblade Chronicles. The, the, the one before. Japanese? 
Um, yeah. No, cutscenes are in Japanese, but a lot of that game story revolves around the people around you and less about you. Mm-hmm. And I know for some people that they don't know how to take that. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, it'll be, depend on if the story can carry that or not. Think about it. Chrono Trigger was a game like yeah, that, right? Exactly. And it absolutely delivers. Dragon Quest V, same way. Yeah. yeah so uh, I think it's gonna. It, it depends on localization. It depends on just how good that story is. Am I going to? If I you have this this import edition right now, mm-hmm. how am I going to regret that I? I'm terrible at kanji if I try to play this. Uh, let's find out. Ask okay. me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Check that out. Yeah. Are we going to see Star Fox? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is this it, is a big deal. Star Fox was like four of the games at E3 last year. They showed these little. <laughs> they, no, they showed these little demos, yeah. and uh, they got, we got this cryptic announcement that they were all going to be part of Star Fox, and then there was the Star Fox main game, okay. which Jose played. Yeah, well, well, they never really outright said that, right? They said there were uh, sort I'm of Miyamoto experiments. Today, no, no, but they were like Miyamoto experimental games that... I know in one of them, for example, like the cameras, the one that's called Project Guard, where yeah. you're using cameras to sort of like spot and neutralize threats. That one has like a Star Fox logo somewhere in it. No, I know, yeah. yeah. I think but, You don't think those are going to be incorporated to the game? <sighs> I'm not I sure. I feeling that Star Fox is going to be a package with like a big game and then like a bunch of little mini games like yeah. that because I think they want to show off the, the gamepad with a, in a lot of different ways and mm-hmm. one of the ways is a really hard to play way. It sounds like where you're controlling with motion and the two analog sticks, sure, like sure. a Kirby Superstar kind of thing, where you've got. Like, Can you kind explain of a how game? it was controlled? Yeah, it was, I, it's it, kind of strange. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, you're using the gamepad and a lot of the tilt functions to do certain things. For example, in Project Giant Robot, you were using the gamepad to. Extend your arms using buttons and then yeah, yeah. swing using the gamepad to knock things over. But it, it's no, neat, in the main but it was Star very, Fox game, though, weren't you? Oh, you're talking That's about main Star Fox, sorry. You're flying um, by moving. You're flying by using sticks, but you're aiming by using the gamepad, game which pad. is a take it or leave it thing. You can still switch that stuff off. But yeah. I will say that if the plan from the beginning was to wrap those three into Star Fox, I think mm. that would be a mistake on Nintendo's part. Really? Only bec- well, only because they pitched it as, oh, these are separate things that are getting worked on, right? Okay. Like if the intent behind the scenes was that, I just feel that's a little disingenuous. Maybe Project Guard, excuse me, does have a chance to be a part of Star Fox, but I'm not convinced Project Giant Robot is yet. Mm-hmm. But I think that's still a, a cool, a, a cool um, idea in the long run, right? Like I think if they did end up as part of one entire game, fine. But this is the first, like, Miyamoto produced, directed, whatever, however you want to look at it, Star Fox, in a long time, right? Like, what was the last good Star Fox game? Uh, the last, probably 64? No yeah. way. Um, Super Nintendo. Right. Uh, well, the Super Nintendo one is the best. I'm with you, but but the 64 one is good as well, I think. Well, but I, I've been excited ever let's since I've... Let's down all the Star Foxes. Yeah, Star okay. Fox on... In- Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, the original, right? yeah. and yeah. Star Fox 64. That's yeah. right. 64. Then yeah. Star Fox Adventures. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. made and, by Rare. And yeah. that's where that's where the rage comes out because like yeah. ever since I saw Prince Tricky and threw down my controller and, and stomped away on Dinosaur Planet. That's funny. Um, but then was I, there another yes, Star. Then Star Fox a, yes. Assault made by Namco? Uh, that was the on team DS. that. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. That was on GameCube. Star Fox yeah. Assault oh, was on yeah. GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, made by the team behind Ace Combat yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. the most it part. It was a rail shooter. Okay. Yeah, and that was the one that had the on-ground segments that no one really like. Like they had like yeah. vehicle sections. And, and you were really stuck in space. You were on a rail. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it was, but it wasn't the cool on-rail stuff that Star Fox 64 was really good yeah. at. Yeah, you know? so it was more constrictive than 64. Yeah, just and, and then very Star- short. You also yeah. had the what was the one you steered Star Fox with the, Command. Right, on Command. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one. And then 64 3D is a yeah, remake. So you're not. So there's been really five main games. This will yeah. be the sixth one. Yeah, this will be the sixth with Miyamoto sort of looking over it. I think that that alone. Is interesting. Mm-hmm. My big fear, though, is that Star Fox is not 
a huge franchise. It's not one of their biggest franchises. Yeah, it's hard to make the focus of an E3 about Star It Fox. is, and especially when you've already been clear that Zelda won't be there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's such a silly thing to announce. Talk about that just let just us be disappointed about that when it happens. In terms of scope and interest, I agree. It may not, it may not be as all-encompassing as we'd hope from a bigger title like Zelda, but it, personally, I think Star Fox, even though it was never released as an arcade game, might be Nintendo's best arcade game. Yeah, and I really out. want to play something like that again. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I'm just curious to see if that's their November game. Nintendo brings the, mm -hmm. the, the business in November, right? Like yeah. last year, it was Super Smash Brothers uh, for Wii U. Uh, the year before that, it was Super Mario 3D World. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the big November game? And if it is Star Fox, I hope what they show is absolutely indicative of why, mm -hmm. instead of us just looking at it and going, well, this just looks like Star Fox, mm -hmm. which it's unfair to say either mm -hmm. way right now. Now, what is Yokai Watch? Great what is it? <laughs> it's a uh, it's a ghost catching game, kind of like Pokemon. Let's see. For 3DS. Yes, for 3DS, big hit in Japan, like the last major phenomenon over there, like uh, on a Pokemon scale. Yeah. What's this developer? Mm -hmm. Level five. This yeah. is level okay, five. So yeah. Layton guys, right? Right. Layton guys, White Knight Chronicles. If Great you, developer. If you need mm -hmm. else. I really yeah. like their work. Yeah, it's their stuff can be. Uh, well, it could be hit or miss, right? White Knight Chronicles. You don't meet too many people like who are like. What's like their like, like soccer RPG? Oh, you're talking about uh, like crazy Inazuma popular. 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. winning 11, right? Yeah, yeah winning 11. No, no, in no, no that's Inazuma. Sorry. But oh. Nintendo is yeah. publishing Yokai Watch in the United States, so they're putting their marketing and all their stuff behind it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been just a level 5 game in Japan. But yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting that we're going to probably see that as part of Nintendo's big offerings. Yeah, it's, one, a, it's a big deal. Like in Japan, made, has made a lot of money, not just as, a, as a video manga, game, but as, a, as yeah. a show, as a manga, as a toy. People lined up for hours to get a fake tablet that will read your yokai medals. Yokai medal collecting is a big deal in Japan. Like it's got the hooks of a Pokemon game behind yeah. it. Yeah. The big hanging question for at least everyone waiting on what the American version will look like is how did localization approach this material? Like with Pokemon, they really hit it. They got it absolutely right. It was a game about collecting, but also they managed to make the world feel interesting even though over time with successive Pokemon games, it's kind of been more of the same. Mm. I think Yokai Watch, uh, if done right, localization-wise, could be huge. Had enough yeah, time. That, but that's yeah. that. So but 2013 you, is when that game came out. Yeah. But yeah. when you look at the screens for for Yokai Watch, it is a very Japanese world. I mean, it's yeah. a world of shrines and a world of, of Japanese street corners and finding a way to translate that reality yeah, into something kids like, ever going to hear. New Sakura or something. Is yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know the name of the town. I don't That's know. what it's is called. It New Sakura? Like, yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Like it's very, it's very, very yeah. uh, Japan focused. But also, so is insect hunting. I mean, that's where that all comes from. Right. right? Yeah. It's like it's very popular for kids to go out and catch catch beetles and and do that in real life. And this is about a kid that goes out catching beetles, but he finds a gachapon, I think, machine or mm -hmm. no, it's just like a bubble toy machine. Mm -hmm. Like everything in it is like, how is this going to work in localization? Yeah. But, but yeah. it could just be a cool fantasy game. But it's very merchandise yeah. heavy. But as long as it embraces a uh, pair. Our GM, who constantly like talks about how like uh, localization should sort of embrace what's unique about Japanese and not treat its audience like idiots yeah. and yeah. say, hey, that's not you know sushi, that's something else. Yeah. Um, I think that at the end of the day, he's right on that front, right? Like embrace <laughs> what's special about that world and make it cool and interesting, and kids will jump on that. Yeah. You know, Pikachu sounds like the most Japanese thing ever, but it worked. No, it absolutely works. Right? Uh, yeah. Nintendo or Japan being cool, uh, that's that's what I grew up in, and they didn't try to hide it after a while. At first mm -hmm. they did because of the economic menospheres, but mm -hmm. eventually, you know, all of Kingdom embraced the idea yeah. that the land of the ninja, the land of Mario, this is an amazing mm -hmm. place. I also love the rich, beautiful color in this mm -hmm. game. It almost looks like mm -hmm. the summer vacation game. Yeah. It's just yeah. that... That wonderful palette to it, and I, I, I don't think they have anything to hide. They'll find a way. Yeah. It's Nintendo. They're, they're is there not something screw up augmented reality with that series? 
No, no. Um, the, the, in the game, it looks like you're doing that, but because you're, you're you're actually looking around a scene. You're in trying the game, to find though. the yokai. Yeah, so yokai are these mischievous spirits who, like, if you know the set wasn't working one day, there's a yokai responsible for that. And mm-hmm. so you're the kid, sort of using this watch and mm-hmm. uh, to, to and your ghost to sort of battle these these spirits and make them go away. Although they're not spirits, they have some strange like. Uh, definition of what a yokai is. They're kind of like whatever. an apparition. Like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. A, mm-hmm. Finally, uh, do we think Smash Brothers and Splatoon DLC is a safe bet? Um, Nintendo has already stepped out in front with Splatoon, right, and been very clear that they're going to keep supporting that game with uh, with content updates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they truly do continue to go past August, they make that announcement at E3, sort of saying, hey, say here's some August other stuff. For, that's when the actual... Uh, Rooms are getting, or what are they called? The, so custom games, custom uh, games party then, matchmaking party will be in effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, once sort of all that content is in there, it'll be curious to see if they do believe in this franchise enough to keep pushing it. Yeah. Do they make that announcement in E3? I think with Smash Brothers, they might absolutely make that announcement too. Mm-hmm. Smash Brothers uh, is, is a big temple, maybe stages, maybe more characters. Yeah, they they did have the ballot. Though? Yeah, they did what put out that ballot. What about the Amiibos, asking. eh? I don't have any room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Smash Brothers has like, what, 50 plus characters almost right now? Yeah. Um, but that said, uh, Smash Brothers, they've been kind of slow to embrace DLC for Smash Brothers. Like, Mewtwo mm-hmm. just happened in April. There was that Miiverse stage that they talked about when Smash was coming out, and the 50 facts about Smash you didn't know, but that Miiverse stage still hasn't come out. It has to make you wonder if they have other stages and packages coming along the way. Yeah. I know with uh, one of their last investors' meetings, they did say that the DLC on Mario Kart Eight, was a big success for them. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say that drove that a lot could of be interest. Thing that they yeah, there was there was sort of high. Uh, it, it drove a lot of interest in those games, and ultimately Mario Kart Eight turned out really well. Even though we ended up waiting a really long stretch for those two DLC. Mm-hmm. They're so cool though, and it's it'd be great. You can change Mario Kart so much by adding just more levels mm-hmm. and more characters, and mm-hmm. mainly more level and more stages is the most important thing for that. Yeah. And I love that. But 200 CC was a really good idea. Yeah. Yep. Will no, we definitely. get 250? <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> now, unfortunately, the one game that people want to see the most, Nintendo has said, will not be there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's been a punch to the gut ever since that the day, the fateful day that that announcement got made. Um, I don't want to talk about this. Can we can we move on? They said the team doesn't want to show Zelda. They, what we're going to skip E3 showing Zelda E3. Like the way it was worded was that like maybe it means that, and it was a tweet too, which is strange mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. But uh, maybe it means that uh, they will have a trailer and they'll talk about I, it. I think I think making a statement like that means it's not there at not all. Not a trailer. Like, I don't. I, yeah, I think they're going to stand by that. They could surprise us with that. What I'm about not that saying Wednesday they won't. surprise. <laughs> I would love it if Iwata or Reggie. Well, Iwata won't be there, but Reggie during the video says, "And we have one more thing, mm-hmm. and it is Zelda." But I have a funny feeling that when you make a statement that, like that, that that yes. way, yeah. you are saying, "Don't get your hopes up, Junior, because mm-hmm. this is not going to be there." Why? Why would they do this? It's so important to have Zelda there. Maybe yeah. it'll be a 3DS Zelda. Maybe it'll and be a 3DS Metroid. Yeah, and it's especially but I don't know why they wouldn't after how much confidence they had. Oh, like, I know that's and the, the messaging thing. behind they it. They right? showed it in December. Yeah, they mm-hmm. showed it in December. This is going to be out uh, right uh, after around Star Fox. Yeah. This is still a 2015 game. Yep. But they they gave the is... order that games were coming out, and this was before Star Fox. Yeah, yeah but. But an open world really needs to bring something unique to Zelda, and if, you know, we, and we all do, you know, sort of agree and understand that if Zelda needs more time, it needs more time. Like we mm-hmm. don't want an unfinished Zelda, or we don't want a Zelda sort of hackneyed around the open world concept. We would be disappointed. But at the same time, it not being there at all 
is such a blow. But I would argue last E3, Nintendo, uh, I mean, this doesn't completely you know, take away the unfortunate aspect of, yeah, Zelda won't be there, but Nintendo will pull the trigger on unannounced games at E3, right? Mm -hmm. They've done it before. Last year, they showed Splatoon for the first time. They showed Codename Steam oh, yeah. for the first time. Obviously, one of those had a lot of fan art attached to it and a lot of support, and one, you know, sort of fell to the wayside, sadly, but it was a good, a deep game. Yeah. The year before that, Super Mario 3D World just materialized at E3 and was out by November. Mm -hmm. I think that they're going to pull that again, but the question is, will whatever franchise they pull the trigger on mm -hmm. fill that gap? Mm. And we don't know yet. Man. It could be a, another two years or something to Zelda. It's so hard to tell when they don't show a game, mm. and they say they said in the same statement like we want to make sure that uh, w you know that we're not focusing on a release date, but we're focusing on this open world, which we think is going to be, be better than ever. Like I love that. I want mm. them to take their time, but like, what if NX is out? And like, what if you know? That's like, what's what I want to say. Maybe it will end up being an NX game, mm -hmm. a console Nintendo is also supposedly, supposedly not talking about. Sort yeah. of another yeah. Twilight Princess situation, yeah. or just goes out to the very end of the cycle and ends up in the next console. Mm -hmm. I think it really depends. That really depends on how closely Nexus framework is tied to like a Wii U that makes in sense. terms of power, in terms of ability. And I also think that is also based on how far along were they before mm -hmm. they decided to say, okay, we need to spend more time on this. That makes sense because the architecture is going to be vital for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they have been clear that NX as a platform, they're not saying a thing at mm -hmm. E3. And so this puts them in a weird position at E3 because... The code name for the next thing is out in the wild. Wii U is still sort of what it is, which is yeah. not a, a huge success for them, but Amiibo seems to be helping them. Mm -hmm. 3DS is selling better than its dedicated gaming handheld competitor, but it's still not anything compared to smartphones and, and that gaming market the, there. The, last, the DS, right? Yeah. There'll which, be no yeah. smartphone stuff either. So with no NX and smartphone news at E3, it would be really a good idea to have Zelda there so everybody could focus their questions on that and really, but instead, like, it's going to be very confusing with yeah. Nintendo. So, so like, I, we're still going to ask them about the NX and about, yeah. you know, I mean, even if we get deflected, I want to know all about smartphone games and the mm -hmm. NX. And yeah. We have a lot of interviews that we're going to be doing. I, I don't see how they're going to deflect us for all that stuff. Yeah. No, but so. it, 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 is a, it is a bummer. It's interesting to see how they plan to drive Wii U momentum, 3DS momentum, while this code name hangs in the air. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think they can if they pull the right the trigger on the right thing. But who knows what that thing is right now? Like if they pull a Mario game that looks that good at E three, we would all lose it, right? If right. they pull Metroid, okay, I so think to some degree, yeah. Like yeah. what could fill yeah. the void of late. Zelda? If they were like, well, here's Super Mario Galaxy three, yeah, yeah, yeah. that exactly. would do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. would probably do it for me. Uh, we also don't expect to hear anything about their quality of life initiative. And it shouldn't be at E3. I don't think that stuff uh, really they, needs to be there. E3 is more about they had video the finger games. Clip. The vitality they sensor. They had the vitality sensor, and they did focus part of their presentation during the Wii era on Wii Fit. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like quality of life doesn't why, sound why like. Why is a, that still the code name for that? I mean, isn't it just what? like we know what it is now? Quality of life? Or? Yeah, it's like this sleep sleep system to monitor your sleep, and it ties into an app. And it well, may, it seems to be a bunch of things. It I'm may not, not sure ever if come it's out. That. I mean, yeah. Like the vitality sensor. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's still unclear. Like, yeah, they've talked about one device, but it's still unclear so what their strategy is in that market. you think devices that are like that? Yeah, but think about it. Do you want to go to E3 to play games, or do you want to go to E3 to see a device that's going to monitor Look, your sleep? Nintendo had a guy playing fake drums on a Wii U. Bobby drums. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. even know, the, the pad on the ground. Yeah. But maybe, they've, fitness pad. maybe they've learned something. I mean, that's the other thing. You remember the response to the Vitality Sensor. If it hadn't been for Other M ending that press conference, no, I think they've learned their lesson. Yeah, they've learned their lesson. Yeah. 
Uh, well, speaking of other M and Metroid, what would be uh, a few things that we think would be awesome if Nintendo showed? We already mentioned Super Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You Metroid? Yeah, Me- Metroid, Dread, whatever. The, the, I mean, you know, an ax- uh, a 2D Metroid would I'm going to say Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge, yeah, yeah. It almost came out, and I was like, no! No, it's good but, game. Uh, no, uh, you know, I don't think that, that that genre of exploratory platformers played out. I think that Nintendo, I trust them more than anybody to find new things to do with old ideas. I'd rather have uh, a Castlevania and, on 3DS than that. Oh, wow. A nice 2D sprite-based Castlevania. It's time for those to return. That would also be lovely. In the form of a Kickstarter of a new game. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too, though, that Metroid, when Metroid resurfaces, I'm really curious to see how they approach it because it feels like every... Oh, there are a lot of Kickstarters devoted around Super Metroid-style totally games. Yeah. I think my, yeah, I think and that I, void's I, being I, filled. Yeah, and I feel like that void is, is overflowing at the moment, mm-hmm. but yeah. at the same time, it's not Metroid. So how does Nintendo gracefully return to the Metroid concept? Mm-hmm. And not just that, but improve on it. Um, last year at E3, Miyamoto did mention something about uh, 3DS or, or just a portable or 2D or 3D. He was very unclear, but that Metroid was something that they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, does that show up at the C3? That would be great. If it was both yeah. again, like Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion, sort of a look at 3D, a look at 2D. Not exactly those same games, because I do think Metroid Prime ran its course. I mm-hmm. think they're done with the Prime games the way they were. Yeah. Yeah. If they could make them look even more beautiful than they ever had before, <laughs> I would still play a Metroid Prime game. I'd love to play a new Metroid Prime game. Mm-hmm. I love that series so much. It's one of my favorite series. I, I mean, I, I think there's smaller games that I like to see them revisit. And I hate talking about revisiting games because I want to see original stuff. But I, I really want to see a WarioWare. It's been so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't know why the Wii U only had Game & Wario and not like some just insane party game. Everybody sits in the room, hands the controller around, and plays it. I mean, I love mm-hmm. NES Remix. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that partified. What about SNES Remix? I know. Ah, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Cool. And we, we talked about this, too. Um, <laughs> in 64 Remix? Yeah, it'd be so cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Could they use like Banjo and stuff in like, yeah. Perfect Dark? I don't know. That would be harder to do, though, right? When you think about disassembling 3D games to to put them into sort of a collection. I know. That could be be quite a chance. I'd love to see what that looks like, though. Where you just read like Ocarina of Time, like bush cutting or something. It'd be so funny. Virtual Boy Remix. Right? Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) All six games. Mario Flash. Uh, But um, imagine, so you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I'm curious what the next Maker game is, right? Is there a world where Zelda Maker, a game where you are going to make Zelda Dungeons a possibility yeah. based on the success, if Mario Maker is in mm-hmm. fact successful, which I feel like the reception, at least every time they show footage of it, is we get excited, we're happy about it. Mm-hmm. It taps into that culture you were talking about, the old PC games, or the fact that people yeah. do like to make things and play sort of unique creations. Well, I'm glad you said that. People have been making uh, Zelda levels since the 1990s yeah. uh, in these little construction kits that, that create 8-bit representation or fake 8-bit representations of Zelda levels. So I think that if Nintendo were to to take this and put their wonderful polish on it and create their version of it, yeah. uh, you know, the in-house official way to do this, I, I think it'd be tremendous. Yeah, success. and I don't think you're making like Zelda overworlds in this thing. I don't think mm. it goes that far, but I do think a game focused around making dungeons in Zelda could be very cool, and it could sort of explore the same maker concept in a different genre. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, I think you could pull off a screen by screen overworld if you used one of the one of the uh, screen by screen scrollers. Yeah, where you're creating. Yeah, I, I think you could probably pull it off in that work. format. 
Yeah, but think about the, the focus of like the game design itself, right? Like in a dungeon, you have a specific objective. In an overworld, what would you really be doing? Like that's the only thing that I would say might be too much to ask for. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to set Triforce triggers and things. It would be much more complicated than a Mario Maker game. It would be a lot to get your head around. Yeah. Right? Also, dungeons would, are a much more completable project. Yeah, so I but, agree. But, but I, th- I, I do think as cool as it would be to see like a Donkey Kong Maker or a Metroid Maker, those are so close to platforming that it right. wouldn't. To me, that wouldn't feel that original, right? That's like I want to mm-hmm. see this concept applied to something else because it's a concept that works so well on the gamepad. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's been their mission since last E3, right? Prove why this thing is important to have as part mm-hmm. of the console experience on Wii U. Um, so, you know, we'll see if, if that is, in fact, something that they do. Super Nintendo Remix and, like, a, the next Maker game mm-hmm. would be really yeah. cool. Pokemon RPG. Huge Pokemon RPG on Wii U. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. That's yeah. not their strategy. A Pokemon console. Don't get game. excited. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just a big Pokemon console game that would save the Wii U. And that's a, it's unfortunate too that they haven't explored that possibility because Pokemon, as a portable game, more and more is relying on online in unique ways to make up for exactly. the fact that yeah. you and I don't need a link cable or that we're going to be in different places. Yeah. So why not embrace that on a console? Really but cool. Nintendo doesn't yeah. really make that call. That's still a Pokemon company call. And ultimately, those guys, when the last Pokemon game still sells a couple million, you know, like yeah. really good numbers, do you really change that formula? Like do, will you, almost will don't we want hear to. about the next Pokemon game at E3? They haven't announced one yet. I know last year they pulled the trigger on... Uh, what was it, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, the day that they reported really weak financials for the yeah. fiscal year. This year they had pretty decent financials to, to post, so there was no announcement tied to that. It almost felt like a smoke yeah. screen, like, hey, there's a fire over there, but look at this Pokemon yeah. game. <laughs> um, but they have to have one for the fall, right? Uh, Pokemon has been on an annual schedule for the past couple years now, yeah. and so if they do decide to skip a year, I think it would be wise to, but if they don't, uh, a remake a console, of a remake? Yeah. No, a console game, I think, would would be something that everyone's what, been asking for. What yeah. about the, uh, you were talking earlier about the possibility of other titles to justify the purchase of the new 3DS. Yeah. Is Nintendo going to take a high-profile title, something like Pokemon or Metroid or something like that, would they be willing to make it exclusive to that system knowing that their install base is so much smaller there, or would they do it to try to build that install base? I, do you think they'd be willing to do uh, that with one of these new titles we're talking that's about? That's such it? a risky move. I mean, think about it. You have almost 50 million 3DSs in the world. Do you yeah, tell that yeah, audience, nope, you can only get it on this other yeah, device? Like that, that would not make a lot Consoles of Consoles are made sense. to sell video games, not right. vice versa, right? Yeah. So but, why make a video game to sell a console? Yeah, if the I enhanced features on new 3DS or Unless something that's... it's a Pokemon that's, RPG, then I take it all back. Yeah, that's... That's above, um, or something that people feel will justify that. Then yeah. maybe that's a smarter move. But that was the thing we asked the minute New 3DS got announced, right? right? Like, when is it going to be a Mario <laughs> game? When is it going to be like something else that we really, really care about? Um, and to this day, they haven't really said, "Well, what's the next New 3DS exclusive?" Yeah, so yeah. I don't. I don't think that would I make can a see, lot of sense. Uh, one other thing I can see coming back I was as a Punch Out game. I think it's been a long time since oh, we've seen oh, yeah. a Punch Out. And, I love Punch Out. I would like. I'd like it to be a 3DS yes. game. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather play that. A, a really game. hardcore Punch Out game to break down over weeks or months. You know, by just playing for 15 minutes on the train every day. I, mm-hmm. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, Next Level is is probably working on something for Nintendo right now. I mean, that they studio made the has Punch said. Out yeah, they have said that they are working with Nintendo. You know, on on projects. I think they made that announcement like a year ago. Like they just mm-hmm. they will continue to work with Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing has been shown. I should also, just go ahead and mention every other franchise that Nintendo's ever made. So then I get I get this right when we double check. <laughs> <laughs> after E three, oh, oh, no, Kid Icarus also. 
And, yeah, just uh, laundry list. Join uh, Mecha Fight for Life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tokyo Jiro. EAD, which is uh, Nintendo's like most talented studio, you can argue. These are the guys who make the, for example, they made 3D World. Mm -hmm. uh, they make the Mario series, the games like that. They moved on to the next project after 3D World shipped on Wii U. What? Like that was November last year. In January, they were saying, okay, we moved on to our next thing, but we didn't, won't say a platform. Maybe that game shows up. Mm -hmm. EAD is such a talented studio, mm -hmm. full of really smart creators. I would love to see if it's if if it was something new and original. That would be really nice too. I think the coolest thing about Splatoon is that it was awesome to see Nintendo try their hand at new characters, a new universe, and yeah. build something we were just up around about it. This. I think that's really important. I think yeah. it's, since Pikmin. There's been very few like large console games like that that mm -hmm. have just been brand new for Nintendo. I want to see that, but of course for me, I want to see it for a single player game. Yeah, uh, I've, I've well, I like Splatoon single player. Yeah, I'd love to see the response to Chain since last year in terms of what I see in comments and message boards and things like that. Where when people kind of looked at Splatoon a year ago with befuddlement, mm -hmm. uh, didn't seem to know what to do with it, and now to see the enthusiasm that's built around this, uh, mm -hmm. I think that Nintendo may look at that and say, "Well, yeah, worth trying again." I yeah, so. yeah, no, same. <laughs> Okay, before we go today, we're going to play a little game. Everybody. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. What's, what's Damon doing? Switch over, dude. Uh, yeah. What's going we on? Gotta... So, I'm going to try to make this uh, as friendly as possible for our podcast, audio All podcast right. listeners. Wow. Oh, look at what we're that. looking at here is a list of 10 popular Nintendo characters in alphabetical order. This is Bowser, Donkey Kong, Link, Luigi, Mario. Pikachu, Princess Peach, Samus, Star Fox, and Zelda. Now, I want to know if you guys are able to rank these in order of popularity. I can I can go for two in that. I have, I have sorted. I have pre sorted this out. I know the lists. I got yeah. the data from Google Trends. So you okay. already know, Jose, which order Mario and Pikachu are in? Because yeah. that's the most confusing yeah, that's, for me. Yeah, that's 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 the hardest one yeah, for so me. Yeah, this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I'm okay. going with Mario then Pikachu. Yeah, I'm going to put Mario over Pikachu. Although uh, I don't know, do not underestimate the power of Pokemon. Yeah. Mario over Pikachu. Let, let's let's roll with it. All right. So uh, you all agree Mario is going to go up yeah, to the let's, top? Yeah. Let's do Actually, that. the problem. Uh, is, I, don't, I feel like Pikachu's going to be a top. I think so Pikachu. Mario in the number one spot. Yeah. You, you think Pikachu is going to be at the top? I, mean, I think he might. Huge. Yeah, Pokemon is really big. Pikachu is never even at the top of our uh, Pokemon face-offs when we have them. No. I, the audience has turned on it to a degree, <laughs> but I do think yeah. that Pikachu, Pokemon's so big, Pikachu's so big. Uh, okay, but those two at the top. So uh, there's an interesting would... thing with Link in Zelda is mm -hmm. that yeah. Zelda is a, a search term for the game series. Mm. Yeah. So I think it might actually capture more more search in just the way he's doing it. That's really. Yeah. I think right. Zelda is going to be right after. All right, Zelda three, All right. please. So hand, Zelda, Zelda, hand me Zelda. Zelda. All, right. All, right. All right, I'll hand you Zelda for your. Move up. Donkey Kong board. out of the way. I'll hold here. Donkey okay. Kong Donkey for Kong. you. We'll just All right, keep so him here. on the side. Currently, they've they've ranked it Mario number one, Zelda number two. Yeah. Wow. Pikachu. Pikachu's two. All right, so it's two, three. No, that, yeah, oh, no. So it's going this way. Yeah. Oh, one, two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry just oh, right. One, two. Sorry. Okay. You, so you think Pikachu's number two? Pikachu's yeah. is number Pikachu's two. Number Zelda two. is yeah. definitely three. And, and Zelda three. Yeah. 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 I misunderstood. I'm I was, sure I was counting that, down. I'll, I'm okay with that. Wait, you think Pikachu should be first? <laughs> no. I think Zelda I should be I above Pikachu. I think Mario's above Pikachu. Okay. One, two, three. All right. Do you think Zelda's above Pikachu? Oh, that's Those are all going to be super close. This yeah. is this is hard. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, give me Link for five hundred. Right. <laughs> after Zelda, yeah. After Zelda, I'm going to put Link. But what about the year sure. of Luigi? That's <laughs> next. Luigi's next. Is I Luigi, put next? Luigi next. After Link? Unless you guys disagree. Um, I think people might look up Princess Peach for images and costumes and stuff a lot more than yeah. Luigi. 
Oh, that's, that's hard. That's a fair point. Yeah, that is, does make sense. And maybe, yeah, wow. Yeah, let's say, uh, I like Princess Peach more than I like Luigi. Okay, swap them. Let's do so it. Princess Peach goes. But Luigi's Mansion did occur. I, maybe, maybe Princess Peach is next after Luigi. I'm fine with that. You sure? Okay. I don't okay. know. I'm alright with that too. Yeah. Wait, what was the Peach, uh, Princess Peach DS Super game? Princess Super Princess Peach. Super Princess yeah. Peach happened. That's a thing. That was a Surprise strange one. video yeah, game. Let's not. All right. What comes after <laughs> Princess so, Peach? I think Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong, Star Fox, and Samus. Who do you think? Yeah. Who do you think? Samus over Star Fox, I think, um, and Samus maybe over Donkey Kong. I don't know. There's so many dual barrel memes. What, what's barrel what's the most popular Smash Brothers character? Uh, Samus know. is uh, Captain Sam, I Falcon. I think Samus is one of the more, more popular ones. Pac-Man's popular okay. right now. Okay. But I don't know. I right. just leave that list where it is. Right oh, now. leave it where it is. Okay, so then you like this? You think Donkey Kong's at the bottom? Yeah. Over. Donkey Kong was a big hit, uh, a big Nintendo hit. It almost makes you wonder. Like, I would put Donkey Kong a little higher. I'd swap Donkey Kong and Bowser. I think Bowser is less of a. A known entity in the world. Yeah. I trust. I trust the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. don't say that. Now I'm going to be really wrong. <laughs> Can we swap? Yeah, Bowser. Yeah, what are you putting up there? Uh, I'm going to put Bowser at the bottom. I'm going to put DK after Princess Peach. So just to read the order of the list to people who are uh, listening to the audio version. In order Mario, of popularity. In order of popularity, we have guessed. Unless anyone here disagrees. Mario, number one, Pikachu, number two, Zelda, number three, Link, number four, Luigi, number five. Six is Princess Peach, seven is Donkey Kong, eight is Samus, nine is Star Fox, and ten is Bowser. All right. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. It's pretty good. Guess, yeah. yeah. All right. Zelda might be over. I just try to look at Damon's <laughs> facial expressions when we play these games. <laughs> you did it smart. I couldn't No, keep I, it I didn't actually. I, I thought Poker about face. doing it. Okay, so the actual list is number one, Mario. Thank Yay! God. Number two, Zelda. Zelda. Oh, I was right. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Oh, I wasn't right. No, yeah, we had it right. Pikachu. Okay, so we Great. had this one. Nice. Glad we did Number that. four is Luigi. Oh, good. Oh, good. Therein lies the flaw, as we were already saying, for searching, Zelda was high, but not because of Zelda the character, because mm -hmm. of the game. And maybe because of the Luigi death stare. Ooh, yeah, Luigi that's right. Hey, but after Luigi that. number five, can you hand me Donkey Kong? What? Whoa! Oh, wow. Okay, that makes sense. Wow. I should have seen that. Is that because of Pixels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm oh, sure. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> stop then it. Link goes up there at number six. Okay. okay, so Princess Peach gets bumped. Hacha. Yeah. And right after Link is Bowser. Bowser? What? Okay, wow. so we were wrong. So I can't Bowser, wait to see yeah. who's last. Then it's Princess Peach. Okay. okay. Uh oh, this is not looking good. That's because people don't know Samus's name, they know Metroid. Yeah. yeah. Samus and then, is next. Then Samus, and then poor Starfox. Oh, poor Starfox. Oh, well, no. Slippy Toad. Slippy Toad. This is the actual list. Uh, in more order of dis descending popularity, Mario, Zelda, Pikachu, Luigi, Donkey Kong, Link, Bowser, Princess Peach, Samus, and Starfox. I'm speechless. Yeah. yeah. No, we did good, guys. We did, yeah. that was, we did pretty pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah, yeah. We got number one. Yeah. And by the way, Mario is so far ahead of everybody. Like, yeah. there's no comparison between oh, Mario wow. and every. This Mario is in a league of its own in terms of. See, if Pikachu mm. wasn't compar uh, c uh, competing with like 600 other Pokemon, then you would have a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might be true. It's got to be it. All right. Fun game. Yeah, nice I like yeah, this yeah, game. Good, cool. good job. That wraps up our uh, big Nintendo E3 2015 preview. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Jose. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Damon. Thanks My for having us. Damon. This Thanks. is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.